Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Swell Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the NFL and some controversial issues surrounding the NFL. We're going to talk about Ray Rice's suspension. Should it have been more? Should it have been less? We're also going to talk about Stephen A. Smith's comments regarding rights to suspension. We're definitely going to get in some talk about the Redskins, should they change their names. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the NBA, Donald Sterling's back in the news. We're going to talk about him as well, as well as should the NBA retire the number 23. Of course, we're going to be joined by my co-host, you know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. So pass the word. Dead End Sports. It's about to go down. Right now. Tuesday night. 
So in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, just go to the Stitcher application. Download the Stitcher application for free. Search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at your leisure at home or on the go. Uh, same goes for iTunes. If you have an iPhone, you're on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Listen, subscribe, check us out, leave a comment. Also, uh, programming note, make sure that you become a member and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com and type in Dead End Sports. Uh, that way you can find our channel. We have posted two of our new videos. Um, the first video was about uh, LeBron James going back to Miami. We posted the second video about two hours, uh, two or three hours ago, uh, and that dealt with the biggest uh, upsets in sports history. Uh, shout out to my boy, Modest Media. Uh, great job shooting those videos as well as editing as well. Make sure to check out his website, ModestMedia.com. Uh, so without further ado, like I said, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I'm the uh, Cliff Huxtable <laughs> of the crew. Uh, Got to bring in my boys. You know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop. I will not be doing this show alone. Uh, we'll let's bring in first and foremost, let's bring in the beat maker of the crew. Hails from the D. Beasy, what up, though? What up, though? And uh, just to correct you, it's I am ModestMedia.com. Oh, excuse me. I am ModestMedia. ModestMedia.com. Yeah, not ModestMedia.com. <laughs> I am ModestMedia.com. What up, though? <laughs> What's good with you, man? Oh man, chilling, chilling. I've been, I've been sitting thinking about fantasy football, man. I, I just, I can't wait to get this thing going. I cannot. Yeah, wait. we, we, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, we, and you know what, man? And I, I, I started. I, I was thinking about putting that in a question, but I, I, I'm pretty sure we won't be the chance to get to it. But yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to fantasy football, man. I'm looking at these rosters, man, and and, and I'm ready to get it in. Me too. I am ready. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, next, uh, let's bring in the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's going on? What up, man? Chilling, 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 man. You ready to talk some sports? Man, you know I'm always ready. No doubt, no doubt. And last but not least, let's bring in Professor X of the crew, my man Ken. Ken, what's good? Hey, what's what's going on, fellas? Hey, you know what? I got a uh, random hip-hop question, man. Um, do you guys do... Uh, any of you remember CeeLo from Concentration Camp? Ooh. From who? CeeLo. CeeLo. No, no. I mean, Ooh, uh, the name, the, the name, the name don't 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 stick out. If I was to probably hear or see him, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, I remember that dude. But uh, the name doesn't right. strike the memory. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he was he was kind of an underground rapper out of New Orleans, man. He used to roll with uh. Lil Bootsie and Matt Manelli, but you know I was just sitting there going through uh, some music and came across like one of his uh, his CDs, and this dude's actually been you know still releasing music, man. He he uh he put out something in 2004, but yeah, man, CeeLo CeeLo out of uh, Louisiana, so I guess that that may have been a real uh, uh, southern southern underground artist that didn't quite make it outside of, of where I was at, so. Now anyway. you, you you know what's next, kid. You're gonna get a tweet in about ten minutes. Hey, when y'all gonna review this new CeeLo album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you already know, man. Yeah, he's a friend of uh of Lil Boots, you know, but yeah, okay. man, he's still around though. Uh okay, that's what's up. Phone number to call in, area code six four six 
478-0356. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. Once again, I am your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Ken, Beezy, and FIFO, man. We're talking sports up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Best two hours of your life right here. Uh, hot and heavy this week, and, and, and you know, it, it is each and every week, so uh, let's go ahead and get it cracking, man. Obviously, um, one of the biggest sports stories uh, in, you know, probably over the last seven days uh, since we last spoke uh, was the uh, suspension by Ray Rice, excuse me, for Ray Rice from the NFL. Uh, as many of you know, Ray Rice was suspended for two games uh, for his arrest uh, with uh, under domestic violence uh, code. Um, basically, just to the backdrop of the story, uh, Ray Rice and his then fiance were in Atlantic City on a elevator. Um, words were exchanged, uh, and what we ended up seeing was uh, a video camera, an outside shot of a video camera uh, outside of the elevator of Ray Rice dragging a very limp body of his uh, then fiance, now wife. Um, what we did not see was that there was a tape on the inside of the elevator, much like Jay-Z and uh, Solange, uh, that was turned over by uh, hotel security over to the authorities. Uh, Ray Rice was, uh, well, it's not alleged, his then uh, fiance spit on him, and he punched her. And with one punch, knocked her out cold. Um, subsequently, he was... And this happened late last year, so he subsequently he was suspended by Roger Goodell and the NFL for two games uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so, B, I'll start first with you, man. Ray Rice suspended for two games. Was that enough games? Should it have been more? No, it wasn't enough games. I think, I think the NFL really kind of dropped the ball on this. I guess by looking at, you know, you got guys – you know, that got possession of weed or something. Some of them are maybe second and third offenders, but even some of the mm-hmm. first offenders, you know, you get, you know, caught with, you know, a little bit of, you know, maybe a $5, $10 nickel, ba- nickel bag in your in your pocket. Now you spend it for, you know, possibly a whole year or anything. But then you got someone that's hitting a woman, and it's kind of like, well, what, what type of message you, the NFL is sending to, to the pretty much the rest of the, the United States? Like, oh. Well, it's okay to be a woman. You know, you can go ahead and put your right. hands on a woman if you're a big Husky football player. Oh, you're going to get two games. That's about it. But, you know, I don't know the legal side of it and what what happened on the legal side for him to, to get that soft penalty or whatever. But, hey, just from a, just from outside looking in, and I'm like, damn, two games? That's all he got? But then you got dudes up here doing, you know, other stuff that's maybe a little bit minor, you know, more minor than beating on a woman and they getting – they getting they getting the, the the book thrown at them for for their football season. It's like dang, at least I think at the minimum he should have at least got six games. At the minimum, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. six games would have been you know probably doable. But damn, only two games. I was like, well, it just sends a, it just sends a bad look to the league and what the NFL you know basically saying. Hey, it's pretty much okay to beat up your girl if you're a big <laughs> big ass football player, even though she provoked it. But still, it's like, dude, you Ray right, dude. You what you five eleven about two twenty two thirty. Hey, why, why are you gonna knock your girl, knock your small girl out, man? But you know, that's just me. That's just me coming up, growing up in a, you know, background where I love my mother, love my sister, always respect the women in my family, and I was always taught to never put your hands on a woman. So you know, it's like, mm-hmm. damn, he only got two games for that. So you know, I, I think yeah, the NFL kind of really dropped the ball, and they could have really made a mess or either set an example because now going on here and out. It's like okay, you another say of another guy, another football player, is a domestic a domestic violence case. 
they're going to be like, well, look, I should only get two games because, you know, you set the bar at two games. So it's just like right. you kind of set that precedent that, like, okay, wow, two games, that's all you're going to give players. So dudes might be like, well, shit, let me go beat my Let me go home and whoop my girl ass um, tonight because <laughs> right. she pissed me off earlier today. So, you know, I, I think it, sh- it should have been a little bit different. Like I said, at the least six games. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Uh, two games, man. Ray Rice, everybody knows. And Ray Rice, and, and before I get FIFO's comment, keep in mind, especially for those of you who don't know who Ray Rice is, Ray Rice is a Pro Bowl running back. He's a star. He's the face of the franchise for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, so FIFO, I'll ask you, two games, was that enough or should it have been more? If so, how many, how many more games should he have received? You know, uh, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with everything that B said. I'm just co-sign everything. I think it should have at least been six games. Um, the, the punishment is, is, is not good enough. You know, you know, just, again, reiterating everything B said. You know, you got people out here uh, getting suspended for the whole year for testing positive for marijuana, where marijuana is now legal in, in, in two states that the football plays in. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you beat your – well, I, I'm not going to say you beat her. He didn't beat her. He hit her. He struck her, and you know she was unconscious. That's not cool. That 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 that's really not cool at all. And two games just that that's not that's not fair. You know I was listening to uh, Colin Cowherd's show earlier today, and um, you know the, the, the replacement. I can't remember the guy's name, but the replacement. He was saying how a two game suspension is uh, illegal. Helmet to helmet contact for the second time, you get a two game suspension. So that's right. the equivalent of beating your girl. So that, yeah, that's definitely not cool. Put in that context, it definitely should have been more. Definitely, definitely. Let me read back a couple of comments from Twitter. Uh, let's see, my man, uh, slick homie Joel said he said if Josh Gordon can get suspended for weed, Ray Rice needs to get a harsher uh, suspension. Uh, definitely keep the comments coming. What about you, Ken? Uh, should it have been more games? Can't. I, th- I think Ken. I think Ken stepped out for a second. Well, he he, 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 he just texted and said he was he was gonna talk to his right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. I, I didn't see. Okay, I got to text. Um, yeah, for me, man, I, I agree with with both you guys, man. I think for a league uh, such as the NFL, who I mean, you know, they they really do a good job, or at least it appears on the surface, they do a good job of appealing to females. Um, as far as their products, as far as just the, the overall NFL package. I mean, in, in, in the month of October, all we see is, is pink for breast cancer awareness. Um, so that tells you that they have a, a very sensitive eye, very keen on, you know, catering to a particular demographic. That being said, I mean, what the message, I think a lot of times the NFL, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, when, when in another uh, – in the other arena, as far as basketball, where Adam Silver stepped on um, Donald Sterling and sent a message to the league you know, as far as what would be tolerated, I think they had a perfect example to set a set the tone and send a, a huge message to the not just to the NFL community but to the world about where they stand on this. And like you said, if you can get, you know, you you there's a four game minimum for weed. Or, or cocaine, or any other recreational drug, or any performance-enhancing drug that's banned by the NFL. But when you do that, and then you come back and say, okay, well, we're going to let this guy get off for two games? I mean, two games? Now, keep in mind, 
the NFL backtracked and said, well, you know, part of why we, you know, did this because, one, he was a first-time offender. He's never been in any trouble. Uh, his wife, his wife, now wife, gave a really good testimony as to why. I mean, of course she's going to back him up. She, that's his old lady. She's not going to say, oh, well, you know, because keep in mind, every game that he missed, that's a paycheck. So, you know, right. if, if he's she not getting paid. Exactly. She, she wants man. that lifestyle, and she understands that, you know, he's not going to be able to command that kind of salary but for so long. Um, and it, it's definitely a black eye in, 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 for football. But I think, you know, especially as a commissioner such as Roger Goodell, a guy who's laid the heavy hand down when it came to punishment almost on every other athlete, I find it very strange that he would not take this platform and really and literally just run with it. Um I, I, I was I was surprised. I'm not going to say shocked because nothing shocks me anymore. But I was very surprised. Um, you know, their guys and, and and granted, if you face a drug suspension, that means that you have failed more than one test. I think, if I'm not mistaken, with the NFL, you have to have failed three tests before you can get a four game suspension. So you know, really, for it to get to that point. I think it, it speaks volumes about where you are as far as your, you know, as far as what you feel about substance abuse. But but that being said, I think part of the problem is is that Goodell really had a chance to hammer, and I agree with you, B and, and FIFO, six games at that. I, my personal opinion, I think he should have gotten at least six games. I mean, we just suspended, you know, I mean, they just suspended a whole coaching staff for the Saints a couple of years ago for Bounty Gate, for, you know, taking out bounties on players, and they were suspended a whole lot more. And, what the, and, and, and Keith Oberman made a great point on ESPN. He said what this tells, what this sends a message to women is that we, as in the NFL, we don't care about you. We don't care. Yep. And we, we're yep. basically saying, you know, we'll take your money, we'll parade you out for breast cancer awareness in the month of October, and, you know, it, we'll, we'll do it just like that. And so it's uh, – Oh, man, it, it, that's a good point. No, What's I was that? just saying you, you, you brought up the breast cancer thing. How they, you know, use the whole month of October to wear pink and all that stuff, have pink accessories on. But then an incident like this happens, and you pretty much don't even like. It's almost like a spit in the face, almost. It it's is. Like okay, you do all this, and then now someone who beat on a woman <laughs> put his hands on a woman, and you say, like, oh, he goes a little slap on the wrist, two game suspension. I mean, mm-hmm. this was the moment for for the NFL to really kind of step up. And, and you know, and show how much they really care. I guess about the female fan base. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, like you said, you do the October breast cancer stuff for women, and now this happens, and it's like, oh yeah, that, that's crazy. I just I had to, I had to put that. That was a good point you made about that, about the breast cancer. Yeah, and, and it speaks volumes about where the NFL is now. The NFL has, have, you know, yesterday came out and released a statement as to why they, you know, got to that point or how they got to that point. Um, and we still haven't heard from uh, Goodell. This has been people under underneath him speaking out as far as why, you know, he got the suspension that he got. But, you know, at this point, it's too little too late. I mean, the suspension has been handed down. Uh, Ray Rice is not going to uh, – he's not going to appeal this, this suspension. So, you know, he's in the clear. I mean, two games. And, and it's, it's interesting because uh, when – they were, when he came to camp, training camp yesterday, he came out for practice, and he was cheered by the fans. That, I don't understand. Now, I'm not saying, and, and they said a lot, a lot of it was female fans. So I don't know, you know, what kind of, wow. what does that say? What is, to you, B, what does that say about the female fans that are there cheering for him? 
Or do you think they care more about the fact that he's a raven? I think they probably care more fact the fact that he's a raven and he's their star running back, the starter running back of the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, hell, do, do, do the women know something we don't know? For them? <laughs> I mean, like, like for real. It's like, I didn't know that until you just said that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. you know, brought and sharing from women about what he did. If anything, you would think women be side-eyeing him. You know, you'd be hearing, you know, cheers from men or something like that. But from women... Yeah, I think they just care that he's the star, the star. You know, if he was probably like the fourth or fifth string, it, you know, they probably wouldn't care. But by, by him being the mm-hmm. star, you know, starting lineup running back, you know, yeah, I guess they care about football and them winning more so than him beating up women. Yeah, and I think it's it's and my man uh, Black Fist up in the chat room. He said they don't care if a guy's in trouble six days a week as long as he can score on Sunday. And that's sad. Yep. And that's sad. And that's the sad yep. state of affairs of where some fans, and I'm not going to say all fans because all of us are fans, and I'm pretty sure most of you listening are NFL fans. Um, I think that's just a sad state of affairs as to where some fans are. And it really looks bad, you know, in particular for, for uh, you know, for Baltimore Ravens fans because I don't think that all Baltimore Ravens fans feel like that. You know, I, I, I really don't. FIFO, what, what do you think about the fans cheering for, for Ray Rice? Man, I feel like y'all don't need me on the show tonight, man. I think he's better than thousands. Like, that, that, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You know, I, look, I, I, I don't know. You know, um, I, I think, you know, just, just like B, man, I think it's because it's, it's Ray Rice. He's the star player. You know, if he if he's somebody like, cause come on, man. Like at this point, the roster has like ninety some people. Everybody doesn't know everybody out there, but you know, the star players, and he's probably their biggest offensive star next to Flacco. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just think that they're happy that he's back, that he's going to be able to contribute early. You know, um, it's not, you know, typically because because we're talking about you know those are all Ravens fans. It's not like you know we're talking about the whole nation. You know, we're talking about. If you're going to be at practice, at training camp, then you are a diehard Raven fan. Right, so right. I can see why, you know, they're cheering them on. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the, the, the ruling wasn't as harsh as it should have been. And I think even if Ray Rice, because, you know, he still would have been able to go through training camp and all of that, even mm-hmm. if, you know, the ruling was harsher, I think that he still would have got a standing ovation just because, they want to see their player out there. And, you know, obviously he's gone through something. Um, it's not his fault that he only got two games. You know, he's not right. the one that judged himself. So we can't blame Ray for that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just think that they're happy he's out there and, and, and really trying to contribute. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I, I agree. I think, um, you know, he's definitely reaping the benefits of it. Uh, and shout out to um, Black Fist up in, in the chat room. He, he made a good point. He said Terrell Pryor got five games for something that he did in the NCAA when he was in college, and he got suspended five games in the NFL for that. And you know, it, it just it, it sends a bad message, man. It really does. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Ken B, FIFO. You know him from Dead End Hip Hop. You know him from Dead End Sports. Uh, make sure that you check out our video. The new video is up and on the website. It's on um, YouTube. Uh, just go to youtube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, it's called the Biggest Sports Upset. Uh, we all chimed in for our <laughs> two cents. 
so you will definitely, definitely get a kick out of it. We appreciate the the love and the support and the, and the subscriptions. Uh, keep them coming. Any comments, good, bad, or negative, uh, give give them to us, and we will keep giving you more and more content. Um, can, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Ken, okay, Ken, I'm, I'm can you back on? Yeah, Ken back. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, let me give before we jump to the next question. What, what did you think about the suspension as far as for Ray Rice? Was it too many games? Uh, was it not enough? What's your take on it? I was shocked that it was only two. Um, you know, Goodell has a history, you know, of, of handing down harsh punishments. Mm-hmm. And when you have a situation that received as much public attention as it did. Uh, for him to only hand out two games was a little shocking to me. And, you know, it, it really has no explanation for it. And one of the things that the, I guess, the VP of the league or one of the guys who was on Mike and Mike, he was saying, it was like, well, you know, if this was any other job or any other place, he wouldn't have received any punishment at all. And, you know, it, his comment was along the lines of, we did something. At least we were able to do something, whereas most employers are not able to do anything. So to him, he was saying it like, you know, give give us give us credit for something, give right? Us <laughs> Cut some slack. Not really, man, because I, I I thought he was gonna at least get four games at the mm-hmm. minimum, uh, two two games. And, you know, and, and that 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 doesn't sound like Goodell, man. That doesn't sound like him at all. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, say the things that everybody has already said about setting in a bad example, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that, that's clear, you know. Um, but I don't know what's going on, and I don't know the reason or the logic behind it because you're talking about an act of domestic violence that's very foul act in the situations where women lose their lives daily because of this. And here you are as the NFL, a professional organization who who lives by the code of conduct, visual conduct, and you have something like this happening, and this is one of your premier players, you can't can't punish this guy with a feather touch. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't care if, if she acknowledged her part in it. You know, I don't care if He's going to counseling, this, that, and the other. Like you guys have already said, all the guys have been suspended for drugs. They're going for counseling too, right? So, <laughs> right. so, so that that doesn't mean anything. That's great for them. That's great for their future relationships. So Ray Ray Rice can control his temper the next time that she decides that she wants to spit in his face. You know, so Ray, Ray, you know, Ray Rice can do the right thing and walk away and not react. You know what I'm saying, and, and and hit her, and you know I heard that you know he just kind of pushed her, or swung at her, and she hit her head, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know the fact is that she she was knocked out cold. You know, and mm-hmm. that's all that you know, and that's all that that matters. So now the NFL, which relies on its public image, is receiving the wrong type of public PR, and they're trying right. to spin it. So you know, I think they 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 definitely not. I don't think they definitely missed the boat here, um, and mm-hmm. now they're trying to play damage control and. You know, hand out a heavy penalty, man, and, and, and deal with that. But don't do it the other way around because now you're dealing with this nightmare. That's, so, yeah. You, you know what? You know what, what bothered me about this, man? And, I, and I'll jump you real quick, FIFO. Um, 
what bothered me about this, and I, I, and I know sometimes on Twitter you people say things, and I don't know if, if these people were playing, but I know that I have at least three followers who are Ravens fans who said, well, we don't know what happened on the elevator. All we saw was just one camera angle. I'm like, really? You think she just fell on the floor by herself? I mean, like, that just, I mean, at that point, you're just being a fan. And my thing is this. No matter what happened, you have, as a man, you have to restrain you. And we're going to get into this in a second because we're, we're about to talk about Stephen A. Smith's comments as well as as, as well as his suspension. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I, I, that right there, you, as a, you can't cover that up as a fan saying, oh, well, we don't know what happened. We know what happened. He admitted to what happened. There's a security camera that we didn't see. That hotel security had a, had 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 in their possession that they turned over to the police, and once they turned it over to police and the police finished their investigation, the NFL saw the tape. Oh, he knocked her out. We just never saw it. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, FIFO. Well, Kyle, I was gonna say we don't know um, because there's, there's conflicting reports. There's some, you know, like Ken Ken just said where. Uh, just kind of like a self-defense. He didn't really punch her, but she hit her head on the railing. You know, so I, I, I don't know the type of force. You know, I, I 100% agree with you. Of course, you have to restrain yourself, and I'm not condoning the actions whatsoever. But at the same time, you don't, like, we, we don't know what happened. So I can't I can't just speculate. I, I have to go on facts, and I don't have facts. You know what I'm saying? The only facts I know Now, keep is, in mind, people, this is what he admitted to. So, so you're right. While we didn't see the tape, he admitted to doing this. He signed a document saying, hey, this is what I did. And the NFL saw the tape of what he did. So, you know, and they're not going to – we're not privy to the information or the conversation that was had between Goodell and Ray Rice, but he admitted to it. So it's not like he's saying, well, I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. No, I agree with you. You know, we, we weren't there. No, none of us were there. But he admitted to, to – and my thing is this. You're not going to admit to something that you didn't do. Of course. So. At the end of the day, you know, re- regardless, like you said, the fact is, is that she was knocked out, and in and, and the sentence didn't serve, you know, it, it is not in line with the action. And, and at mm-hmm. the end of the day, that's, that's all I'm saying. But at the same time, we don't know how those actions took place. You know, so, so again, all we can do is just speculate, and I, at the end of the day, I don't think he was punished hard enough. No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, area code 646. 646- Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in live to the best damn sports show on the internet. That's right, this is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Ken B. FIFO. Make sure that you hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Okay, now subsequently from Ray Rice's suspension this past Friday. Uh, ESPN's first take uh, was on the air. Stephen A. Smith and uh, what's the guy's name? Skip Bayless. They were debating it. And Stephen A. Smith had some choice words. Um, Stephen A. Smith, uh, if, you, if you're not aware of this, Stephen A. Smith has subsequently been suspended by ESPN for seven days for his comments on Ray Rice's uh, situation as far as domestic uh, violence. Um, so here we go. We, Stephen A. Smith made these comments, and you know we're we're all left to you know I guess for lack of a better term, lack of better terms, uh, kind of interpret or misinterpret what he said or didn't say. Um, everybody knows Stephen A. Smith is very outspoken. 
Uh, he's not someone that's going to hold his tongue. Um, but instead of me telling you what Stephen A. Smith said, uh, let me play for you. Rick, play, play the audio. Play track two. We'll play track two and hear what Stephen A. Smith had to say about it. About you. And here's what I mean by that. We keep talking about the guys. We know you have no business putting your hands on a woman. I don't know how many times i got to reiterate that. But as a man who was raised by women, see, I know what I'm going to do if somebody touches a female member of my family. I know what I'm going to do. I know what my boys are going to do. I know what I'm going to have to remind myself that I work for the worldwide leader. I'm going to have to get law enforcement officials involved because of what I'm going to be tempted to do. But what I've tried to employ the female members of my family, some of whom you all met and talked to and what have you, is that, again, and this is what I've done this all my life, let's make sure we don't do anything to provoke wrong actions. Because if I come, or somebody else come, whether it's law enforcement officials, your brother, or, or, or the fellas that you know, if we come after somebody has put their hands on you, it doesn't negate the fact that they already put their hands on you. So let's try to make sure that we can do our part in making sure that that doesn't happen. Now, you got some dudes that are just horrible, and they're going to do it anyway. And there's never an, an excuse to put your hands on a woman. But domestic violence or, or, or you know, with... with or whatever the case may be, with men putting their hands on women, is obviously a very real, real issue in our society. And I think that just talking about what guys shouldn't do, we got to also make sure that you can do your part to do whatever you can do to, make, to, 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 to try to make sure it doesn't happen. We know they're wrong. We know they're criminal. We know they probably deserve to be in jail. In Ray Rice's case, he probably deserves more than the two-gate suspension, which we both acknowledged. But at the same time, we also have to make sure that we learn as much as we can about elements of provocation. Not that there's real provocation, but... The elements of provocation, you've got to make sure that you address it because what we've got to do is do what we can to try to prevent the situation from happening in any way. And I don't think that's broached enough is all I'm saying. No. Ken, the man used the word provoked. The elements of provocation. Uh we threw this out a little early, and we were talking about it on Twitter, and, I mean, everybody had their own opinion. Uh, I'm going to respect everybody's opinion. But, Ken, I want to start with you first, man. What do you think about Stephen A. Smith's comments about provoking domestic violence? Kyle, when I was listening to the show, when Stephen A. Smith started to speak, I knew where he was going to go with it. And... I kept saying to myself, I was like, I know this is first take. I know you speak your mind and your piece, but this is national television. This might not be the best place to say what you are about to say. Right. And it wasn't. Now, do I have any problems with what Stephen A. Smith said? No. Because there is an element of truth to what he's saying. People, this is a, they came back and he apologized. Communicate better. I think people fully understood what Stephen A was saying. At least I hope they did. But then again, I don't know. The way the reaction from Twitter and Facebook and Michelle Beadle, 
clearly showed me that they did not hear anything else that he said other than elements of provocation and provoke. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about the guys that just do it anyway, what he mentioned, that just that is just thick and vile and just think that they can do whatever. Those are the guys that need to, you know, look, anybody do it, obviously they need to be punished, right? Right. He's not talking about He's talking about those particular females that, because they know they're females, they use that to their advantage or, and I can speak from personal experience here, there's been plenty of situations, I'm pretty, and I don't know if you guys have been in it, and I can't speak to you guys, but I know for me, there are plenty of situations where women will run up in your face and they'll talk stuff and they'll push you and they'll do this, yep. that, and the They'll hit you yep. upside the head. They'll do this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's provocation. That's the element of provocation. You're provoking an action from that man. I was raised the right way. I know I can't hit this woman. I know that if I hit this woman, I got to deal with all of the other fools that's in the project. I got to deal with any father that may or may not be around. I got to deal with her cousins, if kids, the fathers, and I got to mm-hmm. deal with the consequences of my actions, including possibly going to jail. But what Stephen A. Smith is saying, do not absolve this woman here from what she's doing to me. And, mm-hmm. and that's what he was saying. So, I am, I was raised the right way, so I know to walk away. What about that other dude that's in the project? What about all the dudes that I've seen that didn't walk away? That 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 couldn't take that could only take so much, and they kept going and going and going. But these dudes in the project, man, these dudes on the street, man, we're talking about some of these chicks, some are not. But they keep going, and finally they they just lost their cool. Mm-hmm. But they create the situation. The situation was brought to them, at least that led to violence. There was a that may have been some verbal altercation, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, you know, you know, she gets whatever, and then that's where... So that's what Stephen A. Smith was talking about. So mm-hmm. at that point, and, and, and Michelle Beadle, I, I understand that, and, I, you know, if I got her name correctly, I understand why she was upset because she was a, a victim of that. I understand right. totally what that. So, of course, her reaction is going to be different because she's not going out and causing, she did not cause or create, that I know of, the situation that caused her to be a victim of domestic abuse. So, um, so I, like I said, I knew where he was going. I understood where he was going. I've seen it. I've been a part of it personally. Mm-hmm. I can walk away. Not everybody can. And, and, and so when there's a reaction from a guy that did not directly cause that, People always look at the guy as a piece of shit, and yeah, he is a piece of shit. But based on where I was raised, you should walk away. Right. You maybe bigger and stronger, you know, all the other good stuff. Yeah, you should walk away. But we all know that for every cause, there's an effect. For every reaction, you know, there's going to be a kind of reaction. We know this. So that's all Stephen A. Smith was saying. Stephen A. Smith is a victim of vices, um, like punishment. And ESPN, they're just doing damage control. And the people that called for his suspension was the women's uh, empowerment group at ESPN. So I understand that. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But I think that... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Hey, hey, hold on that thought, because we'll talk about that in a second. All right, well, real quick, and I'll wrap it up. But I think as a society, we cannot continue to ignore 
those particular situations that happen, it is a reality. The, the results of the woman that creates the violent actions back against them happen. And we cannot sit here and, and ignore it and act like it don't happen. It is mm-hmm. a real thing. That's the, so that's what he was talking about. Every single other situation that's out there where men are just abusing women because they, we already know about that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a situation where the woman is the aggressor, and that's what he was talking about. But everybody want to act like, oh, 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 this, you know, oh, provoke. Now I got to provoke. Uh, yeah, sometimes, yes, women do provoke uh, violent actions back against them. I'm sorry, but I've been a part of it. I, I've had an ex that I dated. This, she, hey, look, she done walloped against me a plenty of times, and we stayed in the same household. It was rough. This woman said mm-hmm. on me, man, we had a fast. She sat on me. I was trying to go to sleep. And she just sitting there, arms folded, just tapping her leg, standing over me with a sinister smile. Go ahead, baby. Go to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should laugh. Crazy? You crazy? You cra- I, first of all, I know you're crazy. You don't pull the gun out on me before. I know you're kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know, so I'm not going to say go to sleep, and you're not going to pull grits on me. So I've been in situations where I've seen where the women, because they know, well, certain women, you know, there's a certain sense of empowerment because they know that if we strike back, they can go get whatever. They can go get mm-hmm. a mob. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for you. And you know, you know what they say? Man, it's a woman, man. You can't put your hands on a woman. And you know what? They're right. But damn, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but that's all he was saying. That's, that, that's all he was saying. And I'm sorry. It's a reality, man. Okay, okay. That's Ken's, that's Ken's take right there. What, what about you, FIFO, man? Um... Stephen A. Smith, the word provoke, provocation, elements of provocation. Uh, What's your spin on it, man? You know, um, when I first heard it, um, I I, I didn't think anything about it, really, because I knew exactly what he was talking about. And just like Ken, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, I've been raised the right way, too. You know, I have my mom's uh, name tatted on my arm. You know, I'm definitely a mama's boy, so I've always been taught to walk away. But I've definitely been in situations where, you know, I was close to being like, "Yo, you like, hey, like, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't disrespect me, don't be, you know what I'm saying." I have to definitely defend myself, but I'm not gonna put my hands like putting my hands on a woman is 100% last resort, and you have to do something like super over the top, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or if I fear for my life. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, piece of the you come at me with a weapon. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm defending myself. Of course. And and definitely women provoke uh, situations. But at the end of the day, you should be able to walk away. So, you know, I, I definitely understood where Stephen A. was coming from. I, I didn't think, and this is just for me, uh, I, I don't think, I didn't think that Stephen A. really need to, needed to apologize. I, I didn't think he said anything that was wrong. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of... For all of the pro-black and pro-equality and everything like that, man, um, I, I, I just like stuff like this. It just rubs me a little bit the wrong way because it. it okay. I, I just I don't get why we would have to, as a society, um, you know, apologize for something like this because it's almost like we're coddling women and saying that they aren't part of the situation because because there's two sides to every story. And you know, like again, like like Ken said, uh, what type of element are we talking about? Because we're talking about in the hood, people with no manners, no morals, 
you know what I'm saying, wasn't raised the right way. Of course, you know, like that happens. That type of domestic violence happens. But what happens when you have a woman that's pushing all the right buttons? You know what I'm saying? In that situation, all the right buttons. And you were taught to, 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 to be the right way. And, and, and she's physical with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. I'm not condoning. But I, but she provoked that situation. It's two sides to that story. So I, I just, I, you know, that's just real. That's just real. And if we can't just admit what's real and, and hold the other party accountable, I, is this really America? I shouldn't have to apologize for that. Okay. Okay. What, what about you, B man? FIFO and Kenneth weighed in. What, what's your take on it? Yeah, I just like Ken said, and I was gonna say this. I, I knew where Stephen A was going with it, but he just said it in the wrong. We, you know, we we gotta forget America. This this is a sensitive ass country. You know, this society is so sensitive now. And you know, I was like, ah, Stephen A, you shouldn't have said it. I mean, you know, I but I completely understood. I knew where he was coming from because just like Ken. You, you you deal with the crazy girls in the hood that we like, yeah, hit me, hit me, fool, hit me. Like, you know, provoking, <laughs> always provoking the men, always, you know, in their face, always smack you up in the back of your head. You know, he's like, you know, stop. You got you to, gotta, you know, you gotta, Ken's what I'm talking about. I, I know exactly yeah, where you coming from. You know, you always got those chicks that, that provoke that. So it's just like, dude, like like Ken said, and I, and I said this earlier, you know, I was raised, right? I'm raised, I was I was a mama's boy, you know, I love, I love my mother, I love my sister, I love, you know, my aunt and stuff like that, so I was raised around strong women. So, yeah, of course, I'm not going to hit a, I'm not going to hit a woman back. I'm not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. So I'm just going to walk away, get away. I might shake her a little bit, say, get the hell out of here, <laughs> get home. But, you know, that's about it. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the most we're going to go. So, but yeah, Stephen A's point. I think it just really got blown out of proportion because we are living in a sensitive society. This is a sensitive, you know, teddy bear, care bear society now where every little thing that you say, especially on a national platform like ESPN First Take, of course it got out of proportion. It got blown out like to the hundredth time. And, I, you know, I just think, I think where Stephen A was going was 100% right, you know, but do I agree that the platform he did it on? No, he probably could have kept that in the conversation in the, in, the, in, the, in the restroom or at the at your boy's house or whatever, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. but I just think it was just too big of a platform for him to say, to say that. And I was like, ah, damn, Stephen A. Like, wh- wh- I know where you're going with this, but at the same time, you should not say, you shouldn't have said that. Because now people are like, oh, wait a minute. Do you support what Ray Rice is doing? And that that's mm-hmm. totally not the case. It, it, that's not the case. Stephen A. was not totally backing what Ray Rice is doing. Or he, was, he wasn't saying, oh, yeah, it's the female spot, 100%. No man should not put their hands on a woman, especially a man of his size hitting a woman of that size. So I get it. I completely get it. I, I was completely fine with what Stephen A said. I just had a problem that he just said it on that on that platform. That was it. I was just like, damn, Stephen A, you fucked up. And then, you know, <laughs> he, you know, then he, I'm serious. Then he apologized, right? He apologized. And then ESPN still suspended him for a week. After he yeah. apologized, I mean, and it was a sincerely apologized. All that was was a was a punk PR move, and that was just like ESPN trying to cover their tracks. Oh well, we're gonna we're just gonna spin him and suspend him for a week so he won't come back on or whatever. Oh, quickly, you know, they trying to just, you know make a good PR move, man. I, I I don't think even old girl, what's her name? Uh, uh that's old she, uh, Carrie Champion. Yeah, she she even understood where Stephen A was coming from, so it was just okay. Like, yeah, and let me let me stop you right there, B. Do you think okay, women? Because okay. see, what I'm seeing in the chat room, what I'm seeing on Twitter, what I've seen for the last few days about this, it seems like the fellas we get it, we understand what he was saying or what have you, blah 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 blah. 
do you think women understand? Because obviously, like yes. Kendra Michelle Beadle, who is a who is a colleague of Stephen A. Smith, you know, she fired off some tweets right after this happened. He ended up tweeting and apologizing to her. He sent some tweets to try to clarify himself, and I read his tweets, and he ended up taking them down. But those tweets just really kind of made it sound worse, even though he was that wasn't yeah. his intent. Do you think women understand that with that perspective? Yes, yes, Kyle, because the building I work at. It's pretty much like seventy five percent women, and okay. you know the women that I, the women that I conversate with, you know about the situation that I know that follow football, they they had no issue with what Stephen they said. They they got it, they understood it, so they were just like, yeah, because they they said the same thing me and Ken say. Yeah, growing up in the hood or whatever, it was ghetto chicks always provoking men to hit them, always like, yeah, yeah, you know, in this, in that, do this, do that, yeah, hit me so my brother come and jump you, blah, blah, blah. blah. So mm-hmm. they got it. I, out of the fem- out of the what maybe eleven twelve females I spoke with, all of them got it. All, all the twelve of them was like, oh yeah yeah yeah. None of them was like, oh no, I didn't, you know it was out of line or anything. They wasn't like, oh man. And and, and mind you, if some was some were Caucasian and black females, so it was just like mm-hmm. they had no issue with Stephen A. said. So to answer your question, most females I talked to, including my sister as well, she didn't have no issue with it. I mean, females get it, man. I think females with good common sense get it. I don't know what the rest of these world. These MS was thinking, but hey, the women that I spoke to, they understood it and they and they got where Stephen A. was coming from. Okay, okay. So let me let me throw my two cents in. Um, I think, much like Kim, when I when I saw it, I knew the direct when he started talking about his family. I knew the direction he was headed. The problem was the word provoke. The other problem when he said elements of provocation, ESPN pays Stephen A. Smith a lot of money to get up there on first take and to cover the NBA and ESPN radio and all of this other stuff to 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 total. I mean to to push things to the line. He's not you know he's not uh, Howard Stern pushing the line, but he he he'll say some things. He's opinionated and he'll tell you that. I understand where he was trying to go, but the problem was he never got where he was trying to go. And when you use words like provoke, what happens is is you you get rid, you basically negate everything. He negated everything else that he said prior to the word provoke. Because I'm gonna tell you something. All people heard was the word provoke. They they didn't hear his diatribe about. You know, the fact that he has four sisters, a mother, he loves them dearly. Nobody never better put their hands on him, blah, blah, blah. They didn't hear any of that, male and female. Bad, poor choice of words by Stephen A. Smith. And for someone to be in the position that he's in, he knows better. I have a problem with the word provoke because what happens is the word provoke puts it back on the – it puts the abuser – I mean, the person that's getting abused, the female, it makes them, it puts them at fault. Now, like you said, B, do, have I, now, fortunately enough for me, <laughs> I've never had a female, you know, try to swing on me or try to, but I, I don't, I'm a firm believer, and, I, and, and what's interesting is, is that, especially, and, and I use these type of sports stories when I can to teach my sons. They're of age now. My sons, they watch sports. They watch Sports Center with me. They watch all of this stuff. They listen to this show. And I try to tell them, like, hey, you know, especially when you've got a teenager. He, I mean, my oldest son is 14, probably 15 years old. He needs this kind of stuff. He needs this kind of stuff, and he needs me to explain this kind of stuff because 
If not, he will have uh, he will, he will be jaded as far as his views are concerned. And I told him, you never put your hand on a woman. So you know what his next question was? Well, Dad, what if she's trying to hit me? You don't put your hand on a woman. You walk away. You do whatever you can to get away. You try your best to restrain her if you can. I said, now, if if somebody pulls a gun on you or pulls a knife on you, all bets are off. I mean, at that point, I'll knock my damn mom out <laughs> if that's the case. Hmm. And I know what I'm saying is harder. It's, it's easier said than done. But I just mm-hmm. think you have to be smarter than that. And then maybe sometimes you can't, as we as men, we can't involve ourselves with those kind of women. Now, unfortunately, sometimes you don't know that you're dealing with crazy until she shows mm-hmm. you that she's crazy. Um, and, and so I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know women like that. Fortunately enough for me, I've never had to deal with that prior to me getting married. Um, if my wife ever acted like that, she'd be out of it. Now, let me stop. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, but I think we, you know, I, I think, I get where he was going. The problem was he never got to where he was going. And, you know, I, I don't, I think Stephen A. Smith is smart enough and he, he, he speaks well enough to eloquently put his point to where he doesn't leave any room for interpretation. And, you know, and he caught, you know, ESPN, and, and don't get it twisted, and we'll talk about the suspension in, in a second. The apology and the subsequent suspension came because of who he works for. If he was working for Fox or CBS News, he may not have had to issue an apology. But this is ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. Who is ESPN owned by? Disney. Family. Not a good look, Stephen A. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, in a nutshell, I I get where he was trying to go, but he, he didn't get there. So, he lost me. He lost me, and he lost a whole bunch of people, and he lost the paycheck, and that's unfortunate. Tal, go, go ahead. What other word could he have used in place? You know what, Ken? He was on point until he said, until he used the word provoke. He could have stopped right there. He could have said, "Well, you know, hey, we 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 just got to make sure that we take care of ourselves or something." He could have said something else when he used the word provoke. That, like I said, Ken, that because because think about it, Ken. This is all that we're talking about. And when Michelle Beadle started firing off those, I think one of the first tweets she sent was, well, you know, I don't want to wear a miniskirt. Well, if I wear a miniskirt to work, is that, am I provoking a man to attack me? That's not what he said, but that's the way that, that's, that's the way she interpreted it. And see, I think what he did was he left, and it wasn't, it wasn't his intent, but he left a lot of room for interpretation. From what I'm seeing. I don't think he did. It, well, it's obvious he did because for us, Maybe he didn't for the guys, um, and maybe like B said, some of the women. But for these activists and women's rights groups and things of that nature, he left a lot because he had he backpedaled with his tweet. He had to come. He apologized profusely Friday afternoon, and he didn't send any more tweets. So you could kind of tell ESPN probably told him, "Hey, hey, shut it down." He didn't send not one tweet over. This happened Friday morning, Friday mid midday. He didn't send any more tweets until Monday morning, right before they went on air. And he said, I'm not hiding from anybody. I'm going to get in front of this story. By then, he had created a firestorm. So he said nothing the whole weekend. So the firestorm that was created, I think, you know, like I said, he maybe not for you, Ken, maybe not for B or FIFA or myself, but for a lot of people, he created a lot of room for, for people to kind of second-guess what he's actually trying to say. You said it. Stephen A. Smith is a very smart, intelligent person with great command of the English language. 
If there was another word that he could have used, he would have used it. But I think we still would have had the same reaction. I, I with, Because we all understood, and trust and believe me, I really believe that the world understood what Stephen A. was saying. Because he wrapped that whole thing, every single thing he said, around, he had an explanation for it. His mama, what he would do. There's no excuse. You shouldn't do it. They heard the word and they reacted because we are a society that is sensitive. And this is Get him, Ken. And I, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go there. Go ahead, go there. Look, Stephen A. Smith is in the spot he's in because this white woman had an issue with what he no, said. No, I don't. I disagree, Ken. I just can't. Go ahead, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Listen to me now. White, Stephen A. Smith, black guy. White woman went off on Twitter. Oh, it's my fault. Now, all of a sudden, this, this white woman is, is being, uh, uh, is, has an issue with what a black guy said. Let me, here's the thing, man. If there was really a problem with what Stephen A. said, Stephen A. Smith said, do you think Carrie Champion or Skip Bayless would have just sat there and let him get away with that? I don't well, know. Skip was sitting there nodding his head, and I don't know if Skip was necessarily listening, or he was just is that, or, or if that was just what he does on a day to day basis. He didn't. Neither nah. one of them combated what he said. Yeah, I, I think I think that, and you know what? Okay, maybe. And, maybe and the reason why I say that, Ken, is because a lot of times but, I think, when, especially when you're doing something live, and I've learned this just from us being on this here show. A lot of times I don't hear certain things that are being said until I hear until I listen to the playback, and I think. You know, because you know you're caught up in the show, things are happening. I can only imagine what it's like for them. Because keep in mind, Stephen A. was in studio, Skip was, you know, somewhere. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's a. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I mean, I'm not going to. I, as far as Michelle Beadle, I'm. I don't think it had it. I mean, because trust me, he was catching heat way before she sent off her tweets. He, she was. A, he was a good hour into the. Into the firestorm before she's fired off these tweets. All right, fine. That's why I said I, I don't I'll think it's all back. Michelle Beal. I'll, I'll take it back, but she was the one that I saw on the story. I didn't see anybody yeah. else. I mean, she was outspoken. And from what I understand, else. she and Stephen A. Smith are pretty good, pretty cool, and they're colleagues. So I, you know, but she, but like you said, her story is a little bit different because she's been a victim of domestic abuse. So, you know, so that really hit home for her. So she didn't see it the and same she, way Stephen A. Smith saw it. And she, but she led the charge. If they're really good friends, she could have easily went to Stephen A. Smith and asked him to explain himself. But what well, she did. She, she did in the tweet. But, I mean, 140 characters wasn't going to be enough for Stephen A. to clarify what he said. No, man, wait, wait, wait. Well, let's, let's back up. Not on Twitter, in the studio. She could call him. She could email him. She'd be like, yo, let me holler at you because I need to understand what you're talking about because what you're saying right now is not making much sense to me. She did not have publicly attack Stephen A. Smith on Twitter if she was that offended. She could have got her ass up and walked over there to Studio A or Studio B and confronted him about it. But what did she do? She went on Twitter and addressed it. So if I, maybe they're not as cool as he thinks they are. Because he went uh, right Obviously there. not. Okay, so now let's, let's jump to the suspension. He was suspended by ESPN, as I mentioned. Seven, seven days. I was about to say seven games. Seven days. Uh, a B, is that too much, too harsh, or, or was that enough? Or do you think he should have been suspended at all? 
Um, I don't. I mean, after I, I, the apology, the apology he, he issued seemed very sincere to me. So, I mean, with that, I don't think he should have been suspended. I, I like I said, I think it was just really just a PR move on ESPN, just them covering, you know, uh, CYA. That's all it was, covering their asses. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think he should have got that suspension, man. Like I said, I think the apology seemed sincere. I think even his statement, like I said before, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I know where he was going. He just did it on the wrong platform. But you did make up a good point, Kyle. You did say, you know, they owned by this, you know, super family, super hey, 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 you know. So I, that, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But still, I think the, the, the suspension was a little bit too harsh. It's like, damn, you're going to spend a brother for a whole week just because of that. And he sincerely, he sincerely, and like I said, it came off a very sincere apology that, you know, I think he just made. I thought people, like I said before, People were just too sensitive into the society, and and everybody overreacts. So yeah, I do think that the, that the punishment was very harsh. And just as you say that, one of our followers, shout out to J J Gunnels twenty seven on, on Twitter. He said they should have fired him. So I mean, they <laughs> have to. You know what? To be honest, in this, in this day and society, this day in this time in society. As politically correct as we and we talked about it before, when we talked about athletes and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. He's lucky that he wasn't fired, and I'm gonna take it a I step further. If if he was Kenny Main or if he was somebody else a little bit lower on the ESPN totem pole, he would have been fired. You mean Rob Parker? Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Rob would have been gone. Well, like like you said, one got to go. Rob would have been the one that had to go. So, so people, I throw it to you, man. Should he have been suspended, and if so, how many days should he have been suspended? Um, no, nah, um, I don't think he should have been suspended. But Thank you. Know, you. Again, like, just, just like B, I, it's, it's reactionary. We live in a reactionary society, so I understand mm-hmm. it. I don't think that he should have been, but you know, um, I, look, look, I, I wouldn't have. I don't want ESPN, Stephen A. to be suspended at all whatsoever. So, you know, I guess everybody just has their own viewpoint. And, you know, you want to protect the brand and your corporate sponsors. So I think it's the safe route. It's kind of like we can't have it both ways because we want the Dell to come down hard, you know what I'm saying, based on the situation. And ESPN kind of, you know, gave the situation. And I feel like you should come down hard and not coming down hard enough. And I think that, you know, as long as they suspend the Stephen A, it's relatively hard for what he did. But at the end of the day, I feel like you can defend that more than not coming down at all. So, you know, I I get it. I understand the business. Okay. What about you, Ken? Should he have been suspended? You know what? It's business. is absolutely right. It's Disney. They own ESPN, blah, blah, blah. It's been a national stir about what Stephen A said you know, women's rights and all this other stuff. But I want to say this, man. I think people need to roll the fuck up, man. And I know we're not trying to be cursing and shit like that, but, man, we're, we're too fucking sensitive, man, about the truth. It's the truth. You can, you can switch out the words. You can do whatever you want to do, man. It doesn't change what he was saying. What he was saying is a reality in this world. And for somebody to sit here and, and be on a debate show and then for him to lose his job, something he does really, really well because of something that you don't agree with, then you got a problem. You got an issue. Maybe you need to be in some situations or go and see that this happens. 
understand that this is something that happens on a daily basis. There are men, there are men, look, there are women that abuse men out there. Let's be real about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That rape men. So understand that because of what he said, he's speaking the truth, and because you got an issue with a woman being hit and unrightfully so because of something that she did, I got a problem with that. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not. I'm saying that we have to look at the situation. If, the, if Stephen A. Smith was lying in any kind of way, if he was out of line in any kind of way, I would understand this. But, man, I have seen it. Dog, I have been in it. There's two other people on this show right now that have. So mm-hmm. I don't care if it's, it's provoked. I don't care if it's caused. I don't care if it's whatever. It happens. And we can sit here and gloss over this. We can sit here and, and try to close our eyes and act like it's not something that takes place. But it's not going to change the situation until we look at the situation and try to figure out what we need to do to stop Stephen A. Smith from saying something like this. And, and I understand that what, what Michelle Vito, whatever her name is, when she said, that, oh, so if I'm wearing a tight skirt, does that cause me to be, be raped? No, that gets into victim blame, and nobody's going to get into victim blame. But understand this, though, while, that, while the way you dress shouldn't cause a man to do whatever, understand that not everybody thinks that way because everybody is different in this world. So we understand, we're mature enough, we're grown enough to understand that you have a right to your own body, you have a right to your own actions, but we also have to understand that we may think that, we may feel that, but not everybody does. So, mm-hmm. man, needs to chill out. Like people said, man, we are too damn sensitive. How about we look at the issues? If Stephen A. Smith was... was if this wasn't something that happened, man, you know what? Fire. But the fact is, it does. The fact is, it, 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 it just happens, man. And I'm, I, you know what? I'm tired of this. It is so frustrating to me, man. It, it, it is. It is just exhausting. God, <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think part of the issue, Ken, and, and we talk, we've talked about it on this show, and, and, I, and for as long as we have this show, we're going to talk about it. I mean, it's just... It's where we are. It's where society is. It's where, you know, we just had this conversation just last week about Tony Dungy yeah, talking about Michael sure Sam. You know, and, yep. and, and so, sure you know, did. it's not. And, and, a few, and a few months ago we had this conversation about uh, uh, Mark Cuban talking about people with hoodies on. I mean, so it's society, man. It's where, it's where we are. It's a politically correct society. It's certain things that you can't say on a plane. You know, there's certain things you can't say on a phone. There's certain things that you can't say in a tweet. Or, I mean, it's just it's where we are. It is simply, and I understand your frustration, but it's where we are. Dead end sports blows up. It's going to be certain things we can't talk about. You know, I mean, it, it just is. <laughs> so I want so before we blow up, I want, I want you to go ahead and talk about all the stuff we can't talk about right now while you can. Because once we blow up, we ain't going to be able to talk about it. And, and we Amen. can't have you on. We 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 can't be on national TV and you be cussing, Ken. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the phone number to call in six four six 
478-0356. Man, very passionate conversation about domestic violence, sports, everything. Stephen A. Smith, whatever you want to talk about, hit us up. 646-478-0356. Right now, let's jump to the phone lines, man. Oh, this is our folk right here. 804, our boy Q. Q, what up? Yo. What's going on, man? It was good, you guys. Um, listen to what y'all saying. Um, I just want to start this all by saying that I believe that you shouldn't put your hands on a woman. So to anybody who might be offended by anything that you all say or we say, I say, please don't get offended. If you do, you need to check yourself. But regardless, I want to say that for every reaction, there is an equal or opposite reaction. So if we keep on going down this path of sweeping everything under the rug, then we can't come up with the solution. We can't come up with something to stop it. We can't come up with something to at least bring the problem down to a manageable level. Because domestic violence is raging through all out the communities of marriage, um, just partnerships in general. So what I want to say is that Stephen A. Smith, to me, was completely justified in what he was saying, and he gave a different perspective on something that needs to be talked about more. He gave the perspective of a person who grows up in a place where there's not a lot of guidance, there's not a lot of parental supervision, there's not a lot of money. So what do you do? Your mom, like, I know people's moms who say, if you want to act like a nigga, treat it like a nigga. Like, I know those type of moms. Like, really, right. this really happens. Like, treat, if she wants to act like a man, treat her like a man. We've seen this. So it's just like, I don't get how we can continue to say, oh, man, this is, this is, this is so horrible. But then when somebody wants to give a perspective on it and say, hey, just know that there is going to be a reaction for what you do. And for the woman who tweets if I wear a skirt or whatever, I just want to say that I respect the whole cause that people go through with, with this stuff, but I, I, I just want to call BS. I want to call BS because people want to talk about, oh, we all need equality. Oh, when women need equality, we all need this equality. But just please know that if you truly want the equality, and this is the sentence I'm talking about where people are going to be like, oh, well, fuck this nigga. Around. No, just know if you want equality, there are certain things that go beyond the line of respect that people will put their hands on for you. If you spin the person's face, if they didn't come up with their mom saying, hey, you know, you can never put your hands on them. I don't care what it is, just walk away, they're going to hit you. I've seen it. I've seen people dating all the way back to middle, to middle school just beat their girlfriend in front of everybody and everyone starts laughing. I've seen that. So it's just like we have to continue to bring these issues up, talk about them, and actually not sweep them under the rug because what is that going to accomplish in the end? And then people want to get mad and say, oh, this shouldn't happen because until the day that, God forbid, somebody, like, if this if this story ever happened in, like, a parallel universe and Ray Wright's wife died, this would be huge. But because she got knocked out and because he's the star running back, it's not that big of a deal for most people, but what Stephen A. says is a huge deal. What is the basis? So what you're telling me, NFL, is that when you knock out a woman, that's less of a crime than saying, hey, maybe there are places that, you know, people do this type of stuff. Like, Riley Cooper didn't even get suspended 
So when, for what he said, he didn't get suspended. He got he went to some treatment. Sensitivity training, so, right? Sensitivity training. Michael Vick. We be that as it may. To me, when women are above dogs, I don't know about y'all, but you know that that's just that's just my opinion. There are like Ben Roethlisberger, alleged. Not that big of a deal for most people. Didn't Roethlisberger serve a four-game suspension? The thing is, though, if I'm not mistaken, he got four games. He did get four games, but the thing is, four games to two games for crimes against women. And I'm talking about, like, allegedly heinous type stuff where you, if you knocking a girl out or you, you forcibly you sexually assault somebody, what's two games apart? So the NFL needs, in my opinion, the reaction that the uh, sports world needs to realize is that if you want the real, then do not get mad when somebody gives it to you. Everyone always bitches about, oh, man, the NFL's going soft. NFL's going soft. Oh, sports is not the way that it used to be. No one can speak their mind or do what they want to do anymore. But when Stephen A. Smith says something that is actually real and actually happens, whether it be in inner cities, homes, or whatever, it's a problem, I don't understand what they want. It's one minute people are just saying, oh, man, like, you remember the, the video on World Star where the girl gets uppercutted by the bus driver? Yeah. Everyone's laughing at that. Everyone's just having a great time. Oh, that's hilarious. But when someone that we know in the sports world knocks their wife out for what we don't even know, that's not the problem, but the problem is Stephen A. Smith. What's the basis? The basis is the fact that we're too sensitive. As a society, we need to tighten up a little bit, get a little bit tougher, and realize that there are certain things that are going to be uncomfortable. Why does he have to not say the word provoke? Because you do provoke a response. If you tap a bull on, on its head, it's going to come after you. Right. If you right. had a snake, it might bite you. And so many more animal analogies I can't think of. So it's just like there is a reaction for everything. So I don't understand what Stephen A. Smith could have said other than the fact that, hey, this happens and people are provoked. So what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen, know that when you talk to your lady a certain way or when you talk to your man a certain way, that's between y'all and y'all business alone if y'all not in the NFL, first and foremost. Because this, this happens all the time. Like, I've seen it. I've seen people say things to the man, oh, you ain't shit, yada, 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 and they just go off, and they just punch the girl in the face, and that's it. I've seen stuff where I've seen stuff where the guy says stuff to the girl, so you ain't shit, and she just go wet wells on him in public, and everyone's just like, oh, that's their business. So let's not act like we're all being so bougie and be like, oh, man, that doesn't happen to me. I don't know that. We all know this problem, and we all know that at least it's out there. So all the women I've talked to have said, you know what, the way, way that we came up, don't put your hands on a man if you're not prepared for him to put your hands on you. Because yeah, I've heard that too. It's just simple as that. The same way that don't put your hands on your girl if you're not prepared for what's going to happen. You might get your dick cut off. <laughs> We've all heard that shit. So it's just like, mm-hmm. what uh, are we going to do? <laughs> dude, I've heard that. Man, my mom, my, mom my, my aunt, grandma, all these type of people. I love them. And it just sends a bad message to me, y'all, that the NFL is going to parade around breast cancer just because it looks stylish with all the pink gloves and pink shoes, but not really care when something actually happens to a woman. We need, in the NFL specifically, keeping this within sports context, because this, this is an issue that can go very left on a, on a show like this. It, it could get into, like, some socioeconomic shit, and I don't want to get into that. Just on sports alone, 
the NFL has to come up with a clear and concise like definition for their suspensions. It doesn't make any sense to me how Josh Gordon can get suspended for a year, his career in jeopardy for a minor drug problem, in my opinion, is marijuana. The where we were 2014. Yes, he shouldn't be doing it because he is an athlete. But we have to compare it to what is out right now. We're talking about domestic violence. So are we going to say that mar- that smoking marijuana maybe one weekend and testing positive on Monday is worse than knocking your whites out? It's not, in my opinion. And I hope it isn't depending on other people who say that, oh, man, you know, we need to just, you know, remove Stephen A. Smith. When you remove Stephen A. Smith, you remove the realness that we need. And I know I've joked on Stephen A. Smith so many times, but you remove the realness that we need in the sports world, and it's unfair because these are the voices that can't speak for themselves. So when you continue to just sweep under the rug and say, oh, that's not that's not politically correct and we need to get that out of, out, out of here, perhaps Stephen A. Smith's voice reached someone who didn't get that side of the story or maybe say, hey, man, I didn't know this really happened. So you're already perpetuating stereotypes and you keep stereotypes alive because people all, all already think that black men are just abused and women smoke weed all day and don't go to work. So when you s- remove him... That keeps that stereotype alive. And when you don't create the discussion that is needed in today's age between young men and women, then you have already lost the battle. So in closing, no, Stephen A. Smith shouldn't have been suspended. He was completely within his right as an American citizen to voice his opinion the same way everyone else is, whether you're butthurt or you're in support. The bottom line is there's a dialogue there that needs to be discussed and we have to keep it alive. Stop trying to sweep everything under the rug. Not everything is going to be candies and roses. Sometimes shit is going to be cuts and bruises. And we have to realize that this is the NFL. You watch a sport where people hit each other for a profession. So when a dude knocks out his wife, some people are just like, oh, okay, cool. But when Stephen is mixed up something, that's the problem. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror and reevaluate. Reevaluate. And, Simple as that. And you know what? Um, uh, you, you bring up a very 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 good point because of the last few days and everything that's happened the suspension and the Stephen A. Smith the, the reaction to this what Stephen A. Smith said I think we're losing that conversation now now we right. can't have that conversation about the opposite side of domestic abuse, abuse about how well you know there are certain women out there that can provoke I'm gonna say it damn it provoke a reaction from a man you know what I'm saying, and and just you guys' story, man. Let me, let me let me explain something to you. This is this is. Do you know how hard it is to not react to somebody that has that come at you with a broomstick and hit you a couple of times with a broomstick? Do you know how hard that I, is? You know what? I can only imagine. Uh, I'm not even going to sit here and say that I know how that feels. I I can only yeah. imagine. Right. That's what violent reaction. This is a story. That this is my story. This is a story that happened to me. You know, this is a situation that I was in. So, there's no way around this. I'm being attacked. I'm being provoked into an action, right? And I thankfully thank my mom and my dad and, and my family didn't react to that, but it's very, very difficult. Now, there wasn't any violence, but there was the grabbing and the shaking. 
I'm like, hey, hey, chill out. You need to calm down. You know, so, you know, I think it look crazy, too. It's there. <laughs> so I, you know, I had to snap. Like, yo, you need to chill out. Here's the problem with that. I'm the one that would end up going to jail because the police came that night because because of the yelling. The neighbors right. heard the yelling. They called the police. The police came. I was the one that was attacked. They're looking at her, and all she had to say was that he grabbed me, he shook me, and it didn't matter what I said. Who was in jail that That is what happened. That Those are the, the situations that happened and what Stephen A. Smith was talking about. And because now, after what he said and, and the reaction is what he said, people don't want to talk about it anymore because they don't want to deal with it. So yeah. it's a very dangerous situation that we're in because of this. You know, Ken, you bring up a really good point, Ken. And I just want to say that, you know, I think a lot of men have been in that situation. Like, even I've been in that situation, bro. Like, where a girl is just like, bro. And the thing is, a girl just going crazy, and it's just like, all right, yo, stop, stop, stop. And then she does something, or she says something at the same time. Because you know how women can get. Yeah. They can, they can say exactly what you don't want to hear at that moment. And then, on top of that, hit you at the same time. So perhaps the boundaries that we have within our own society, we need to break those down because I just want to bring it up again. There are people out there who say we need equal rights between all people. Okay. Now on top of that, you say you need, we say you need equal rights. So you're automatically just trying to contradict yourself right there because obviously we know that off top, men and women's strength in terms of just physical brutality, men are more brutal and can have the a capacity to be way more violent than a woman could be on and on on an average day. So you're already just put you're already making up this stigma that, hey, we need equal rights, but hey, if you touch a woman it's over for you. Why don't we ever why why don't we ever look at it from the other side? From what Stephen A. Smith is trying to say that, hey, you know what? There are girls out there who might do this. And that brings in the education that, and to my point, uh, ESPN could have said, you know what, Stephen A. Smith, that I, we don't agree with that. And, we, and instead of suspension, we want you to clarify it. We want you to clarify it with a lesson for all the young athletes. To all well, the he, young clarified, men, he all clarified it on Monday's show. I know, he I know. He clarified it on like, Monday's show know, and they still suspended him. I know, but in a way where they didn't suspend him. That's what I'm trying to say. In a perfect well, way. Well, I mean, and, that, I, and I get what you're saying, but I think at that point it had gotten so – and, and we don't know the behind-the-scenes thing. All we know is what's been reported. But, I mean, the firestorm had gotten to – I mean, for him to apologize on Friday, come back and apologize mm-hmm. on Monday, and still get suspended, that goes mm-hmm. to show you that there were probably phone calls to, to the suits at ESPN saying, hey, we, we're going to start pulling our sponsors. And when it gets to that point, when you start, when Stephen A. Smith or whatever, or Skip Bayless or whomever, when they're, when when your words affect the bottom line of the company, you got to go. I don't care who you of are. Of course. Of course, but I still feel like they could have flipped it very nicely yeah. into, in, into something that could have been very educational for a lot of people who don't have that father figure, who have that voice. And people who only watch sports as their only entertainment, 
So I think that Stephen A. Smith could have been on air and actually flipped it and said, hey, you know what? I want to give a lesson to all the people out there. I said something uh, last week that I didn't um, really think about, but I'm here to clarify. When I mean this and that, yada, yada, basically, bottom line, he could have flipped it into an educational thing where it'd been like, mm-hmm. yo, if you're ever put in a position by a woman, unless your life is being threatened, there's absolutely no there's absolutely no reason to put your hands on one. I don't care what it is, you, you guys. For all you young athletes, we don't have father figures or don't have, you know, those guiding voices. This is your example. Ray Rice. Do not be Ray Rice. Be above the influence and be above what this man has set an example for you. So here's what you have to do. And then he, just, he could just told him. He could have flipped it. It could have been beautiful. But not. Instead, they made him apologize so you're basically saying that what he said was wrong. You only apologize if you feel like something is that you said is wrong. There is no apology for things that are the truth, in my opinion. So if people are getting suspended for the truth, then what are we really being told? Okay. That's, 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 a, that's a good point. And like I said, that's where we have to kind of realize where we are in society. Um you you got it. You 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 said a lot, man. You you definitely dropped science on us tonight. You got anything else for us tonight, Q? Man, I ain't got nothing else. Just know that if Thaddeus Young goes to this, goes to the <laughs> Zach Levine in Philly, baby. Just know that, man. It's gonna be crazy. Definitely, definitely, definitely. As always, man, we definitely appreciate you for calling in, Q. Appreciate it. All right, man. Y'all have a good night. All right, you All too, right. man. Peace. Phone number Q call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Very passionate phone call by Q, man. He dropped science. Uh, very great discussion. Uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I, and, and it's ironic, you know, that Stephen A. Smith gets suspended longer than Ray Rice does. Uh, well, technically. Um, but, you know, here again is, is the problem that we're facing. Um, but very and, well, and you, know, you made a good Ray point. Allen. I think, huh? You know, Ray, Ray Rice is a black woman. Stephen A. Smith just offended a white oh. woman, so I guess it's a bit of a difference. <laughs> the white woman had nothing to do with it, man. All right, so she, she's now a, let, she's let, a victim let's. In I tell story. you what, let's let's jump over to <laughs> basketball. Um, and and. and we you stupid man. We've we've talked about LeBron and nauseam and and I, I I was almost certain coming into this week that we wouldn't have to talk about LeBron. Um but LeBron is back in the news, man. LeBron, uh obviously he's going back to Cleveland, has decided to keep the number twenty three. Um question that got thrown out to me on Twitter and I wanted to bring it into the discussion here was as you all know, in major league baseball uh, they have retired the number 42. The last, but then that was the number for Jackie Robinson. The last uh, player to wear number 42, if I'm not mistaken, was Yankee great Mariano Rivera, who retired last year. Um, and I know at the time that LeBron gave up the number 23, he said, you know, and of course he was going to Miami, but he said, you know, hey, we need to make a movement to where the number 23 is retired by the league. And one way that I can do that is by relinquishing the number myself. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have them in front of me, I think there's four other players that are currently wearing the number 23. So the question I'll start with you first, FIFO. Should the NBA retire the number 23 for all of its players? Um, 
I, I wouldn't have an issue. Uh, I don't know if that's something that the NBA should do. You know, I think Michael Jordan should more be the logo. Uh, okay. You know, than anything. They're retiring the, the actual number 23. But um, I'm fine if they do it. I don't, I don't think it's something that they should do. And I'm cool with LeBron going back to it, uh, mainly because, you know, that that's what he was in Cleveland. And, you know, uh, he is their Jordan. And, but, you know, honestly, uh, I think I was listening to Jalen Rose or something where they were saying uh, maybe he should go to number 32. And I think that would have been dope, you know, because this is a new chapter in Cleveland. So, you know, maybe not bring back the old 23, just come back with a new number. You know, and three times two is still six, you know, according mm-hmm. to LeBron. So, you know, he still would have been in the sixth family. So, but it's cool. I'm cool with him being 23. What about you, Ken? Uh, should should the NBA retire the number 23? Um, nah, man. I, I don't, I mean, you know, I wouldn't like people. I wouldn't have a problem if they did, but I don't think they should. You know, a lot of people want to wear the number that they, they grew up, you know, idolizing. I think that that's kind of dope. If that's what you want to do, then let him do it. You know, uh, LeBron's problem is his LeBron's mouth, um, you know, and just saying what he said. But at the same time, the NBA didn't take action to retire the number. And um, it did seem like they were moving in that direction or were going to move in that direction anytime soon. So um, I'm glad he's taking the number back because – I want to see what he what he does with it. You know, being a two-time champion, you know, and, and learning how to go to the finals four times, you know, maybe maybe he's, he's going to try to channel some of that 23 and, and, and do some, some magic in Cleveland. So I'm kind of curious, man, to see, see what happens. So, um, But, no, nah, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, if Jordan don't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. And, um, you know, I'm much like people. I think he deserves to be the logo. More than you know, average number of tires. What about you, B? Uh, should should twenty three be retired? Yeah, no. Just like we we folks said, the words right in my mouth. If anything, Jordan should be the logo. He sh- actually he should have been the logo when that when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. They should have put out a shrine, and he should have been the the new NBA logo. But um, no. I mean, I think I think LeBron put. I think he went back to twenty three just to sh- I guess because you know for one. He played ball in Akron, Ohio. He, he was number twenty three when he was in high school. So you know, you know, twenty three in this when he started up with Cleveland. I think it's like him going back home. I'm going back home. Twenty three is my home number. This this is the number that I've grown up playing in. You know, my AAU, high school, and professional years. So I have no problem with him going back to number twenty three. I have no issue at all. So I, I was I was cool with it. I, but I don't think the twenty three should be retired though. Like. Like I said, Jordan should be logo. That's it. Okay, okay. I I think um I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I, <laughs> and somebody made a good point on Twitter. Uh, maybe twenty three is cursed for him. I mean, he had won a ring with it. He, he won rings with six. So maybe he should have stuck with six. <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised that he went back to twenty three. I think it might have been in his best interest. I think to keep six um, because six just it, it represented a new chapter for him. Um, but I'm not mad that he went back to 23. Um, should the, should it be retired? I think that would be a nice gesture. But as someone pointed out in the chat room, um, my man Jockman pointed in the chat room. It was 42 was being retired based on the impact that uh, Jackie Robinson had on Major League Baseball in general. I mean, because he was the first black Major League player. 
Um, and that changed not only Major League Baseball, but changed all sports together. If Jackie Robinson doesn't break the color line, then we don't see any of what we've seen over the last 40, 50 years in any sport. Uh, that being said, Jordan's impact is not the same. He had a huge impact on basketball, but not the same as Jackie Robinson had on Major League Baseball. Um, I think it would be a nice gesture. I don't know how, if you made Jordan a logo, I mean, I, you you couldn't use the Jumpman because now you you're, you're, you got trademark infringing rights. I mean, that Jumpman belongs to, I'm assuming, Nike. Uh, so I don't know how... You could use Jordan as a logo unless you just, you know, it was him dunking or something. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's ways that you could get around it. I know that you couldn't use the Jumpman logo. That I do know. Um, I, like I, said, I think it would be a nice gesture, but, you know, I, I don't know that they necessarily have to retire it. I, I felt like they were kind of, the, the media was kind of setting something up when they asked Jordan, you know, his thoughts on LeBron getting 20. I mean, like, what is he? I mean, like, Jordan, LeBron doesn't play for the the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, you know, at all. So why would they? Why would they ask Jordan? And maybe they went to ask Jordan to see if he was going to say, "Nah, man, he should have stayed with six. You know, that's my number. You know, that type of thing. I don't. Maybe that's. Maybe they were looking for some type of reaction. I think Jordan, PR wise, handled it fine, but. um I, I, I don't think they should have. I, I'm, I don't think they necessarily have to retire the number. What about you, Ken? What, what's your take on it? Oh, yeah, yeah you've already asked me about oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so retiring the number. Uh, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are locked in live to the best sports show on the Internet. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. <laughs> Once again, like I said, this is Dead End Sports. Joined by my partners, Beezy, Ken, and Bifo. Make sure that you check us out. Uh, make sure that you, when this show is done, when this show is done, when this show is done, make sure that you go check out our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, check out our new video, Biggest Sports Upsets in Sports, Biggest Upsets in Sports History is now up. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Comment. Subscribe if uh, if you aren't already to our channel. Uh, remember, our show right here is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Um, since we're on the subject of basketball, and I'll start first with you, FIFO, um, Derek Rose. Uh, playing for Team USA in the, uh, I guess this is what, the World Cup of basketball. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on Derrick Rose coming back? Uh, from what I understand, I, I haven't seen him yet, but what I understand, he looks like the same old D-Rose that he was pre-injury. Uh, are you? I know you're from Chicago. Are you a little concerned about him you know, getting hurt or anything like that? Or, or what's, your, what's your take on D-Rose coming back? I think, um, honestly, this, D Rose, D Rose needs this right now. Um, you okay. know, being away from the game for so long, playing against elite level competition. You know, I think I think this is going to be a big step for him in his role to you know getting back to NBA form. And you know, let, let's not forget the last time he competed in the USA World Championships that that it's, he succeeded that with the MVP year. Not saying that that's what's going to happen, but I just think that it's really good for him to you know compete against these guys and try to make a team. 
Okay, okay, that's, that's a good take. That's a good take. What about you, B? What, what's your take on D Rose back on the basketball court this time for Team USA? Um, I think it's great. I think it's a it's it's a great warm up for him to get ready for the you know the eighty two games, including playoff NBA season, which we all know is brutal. Um, and I think in, in him playing, like people said, playing against the most elite competition right now with the team USA with the Kevin Durant and the, and the Kyrie Irving and stuff, I think it's a, it's a great way to, to test that, test his you know, legs out and see if he's ready. Um, I know they showed a couple of clips. With, I mean, I know people was ooh and eyeing over it. It's like, okay, yeah, he, he went to the whole strong. Okay, he did this. Okay, yeah, that's good, but you know, let, let's not let's hold our breath until he can get through a whole 82 game regular season mm-hmm. and everything, and, and let's see if he's ready and he and he's gonna be back. Now, like I said, he's done some moves where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the Derrick Rose we we we've known to love. You know, since he came to the NBA, he's explosive. You know, he still got that you know that nice jump shot. But you know, I, like I said, I think this is a great. This is a good test for him to. Uh, to see what he's made of, and it, and he knows. I think that's one thing about D. Rose. I think he's just been holding out for so long. I think he want to make sure he's mentally ready for it. You know, I, you know, of course he may be, he may be, he probably was physically ready. You know, back in March or April of this year. But you know, I think mentally, when you're getting over injuries like that, I know I'm speaking for myself. But, you know, if anybody mm-hmm. experienced serious injuries, you know, of course you get over the physical part. You be like, okay, yeah, physically I'm great. My knees feel great. My ankles feel great. Whatever, blase, blase. But, you know, you got to get through that. That mental hump, that, that's a big hump to get over, you know, after you come right. out with a big injury. And I, and I think that's what I think at this point, and I've been saying this for over the last eight months, I just think at this point it's just really mental for Derrick Rose. I think if he can mentally be like, okay, I can I can go in and, and play the game like the way I want to play the game, then I think I think it's, it, everything is, is falling in line for Derrick Rose. Now, I will say this. If, he, you know, say we do start this NBA season and – he plays about twenty twenty five games, and he suffers another serious injury, or you know, on that same leg or the same knee or whatever. Then I think we could probably put that Grand Hill Penny Hardaway tag on him. You know, <laughs> if, 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 if he if he if he suffers a, a season injury, a season ending injury in, in the month of December, and I think we can probably be like, uh oh, we can. We, I think we might have to start sticking a fork in him for to put that Grand Hill tag on him. But you know. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what he's going to do this upcoming season. I'm actually rooting for him, even though he's playing on my, on a rival squad, you know, Chicago Bulls. I, you know, we got to see him a whole bunch of times this year. But, you know, just as a ball player, I'm rooting for him. You know, I hope he does come back and get back to the form that we used to lo- lo- love and became a fan of Derrick Rose from the college days to his, you know, MVP Derrick Rose, you know, form. So, you know, I wish him the best. I'm glad he's doing this. I'm glad he's going to play in this in the in the U.S. Uh, World Olympic, not the Olympics, but you know the uh, World Championship. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ken? Uh, D. Rose back, man, back on the court. Uh, any concerns about him playing? Or, I mean, he, he he said yesterday when he met with the media, he said his quote confidence is at an all time high. Well, um, you know, better now than than wait until the season starts. If there's an issue, then at least we'll know early. Um, so, yep, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, good point. It's okay, man. Sometimes you got to get out there and get those reps in, man. And, and yep. how many games was it before his knees, his other knee went out? You know, it, it didn't take long. So, yeah, man, you got to you got to test it and see how uh, see how it works. So, I was a little surprised they put him out there considering his health issues, but I get it, and it kind of makes sense. So, um, sometimes you you can't 
simulate a real game, you know, in practice, so, um, or, you know, doing workouts, I'm sorry, so, uh, sometimes you need that, that extra push. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Phone number to call in, 646-478-0356, again, 646-478-0356, you're locked in live to Dead End Sports, I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Beasy, Ken Fifo, hit us up, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. Yeah, I, I think as far as D Rose, man, it, it, I'm, I'm happy to see him back out there first and foremost. Um, I think that's you know that's where he needs to be, and you know much like me, I, I'm not sure how healthy he has been. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just the mental aspect. Can you get over what you're going to you know the fact that you've been out for these these months or what have you can you get over the hump mentally physically he may be there but mentally you know are, are you going to can you make those cuts and, and 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 run and jump without thinking it because you know you do it so instinctively and he's probably done it instinctively his whole life and now you're thinking about it you know are you worried about you know are you going to do this or do that um i'm gonna be honest i was surprised when he announced that he was going to play. And I was surprised that the Bulls gave him a thumbs up to play. Uh, I, I read earlier today that uh, Argentina shut Ginobili down. They told Ginobili, hey, you can't play. Uh, I'm sorry, not Argentina. The Spurs shut Ginobili down. Spurs don't want him to play. And understandably so because, I mean, it's been a long season for the Spurs. They're a year older. Um, and, and their and bodies need time to rest. And they need it. I'm sorry, what did they be? No, they said, yeah, you, you said it. I said in his age. That's that's yeah, his age, you know, and and they want to, you know, they're they're going to be the hundred next year. Everybody's gunning for them, and they're going to need Manu Ginobili at full strength if they're going to make a run at defending their title. Uh, the West is <laughs> is just as strong as ever. Uh, the East has gotten better, so you know, next year we're going to have even more competitive basketball in the NBA. Uh, so I was a little surprised that Rose you know, decided to, to come back and that the Bulls were okay with it. But as a fan, as a basketball fan, I'm, I'm happy to see him back out there because I think he, he genuinely loves the game and I think he wants to be out there. So, you know, hopefully everything goes well for D-Rose and, and he, you know, plays well and they play well. Um, in fact, speaking of, of the Olympic team, I've I read also that Kevin, Kevin Love has pulled himself out of it because of these, I guess, trade talks or trades. Rumors of things of that nature going on. Yeah. With um, yeah. I, I want to go ahead and just jump to this real quick. Anybody think Kevin Love is going to get dealt before the season starts? Uh, FIFA, I'll start with you. Do you think Kevin Love gets dealt before the season starts? Go, B, you was going to say something? No, I was about to ask. In, I mean, Kyle, I was just getting ready to speak on that with you know with the Kevin Love situation. Do y'all, I, okay. I've been hearing rumors. I don't know if this is true, and y'all can let me know if this is just rumors or if this is true. But I heard that he wasn't going to sign an extension with no other team except for Cleveland. Is that true? I know that Has he, he would sign one there. And I, I think that makes a huge difference, especially with him being a free agent come next year. So, you know, teams know if Minnesota moves him and he comes in, like, let's say, you know, by the grace of God, he comes in and plays for the Hawks. If he says, hey, well, you you can trade me to Atlanta, but I'm not going to sign a long-term deal, then you know as a team, you know that you only have him until the end of that year, and then he's not he's going to bolt. So, you know, for some teams, they'll, they'll it's worth the risk, but if you're giving up pieces for it, 
I don't think it's worth it. But I know I do know to answer your question, B, uh, he has said that, you know, he will definitely sign a long term deal with Cleveland. I haven't heard him mention anything else about any other team though. What about you, FIFA? What what's your take on it? Um well, all right, so what what was your question, Kyle? <laughs> the question was, do you think love gets moved before the season starts? Yes. Yes, I, I do. I, I do think love uh, gets moved before the season starts. Um, just, just because I, I'm of the mindset that I would like to have all my players in there for, you know, training camp and before the season starts and, 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 and getting acclimated to the system and, and the new organization, you know, and trying to make that move as seamless as possible. And I think that the best time to do that is in the off season. Um, I, and, and, and especially when you're talking about moving a superstar, because you don't want that lingering. Um, I think it makes the locker room uncomfortable. I think it makes the situation uncomfortable because Kevin Love has been made it known. I'm not re-signing. I, like, it doesn't matter what we do. I'm not coming back. So, you know, I, I think it's hard, you know, for other players to look at him and be like, you know, like, he doesn't want to be here. You know, so so I think that you can avoid all of that. Just let them go. Um, I think Cleveland's package is nice. There's mutual interest there. Just 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 make it happen. You're really not going to get a better package of the last two number one overall picks. When ha- like e- e- even if both of those guys don't pan out and, and they don't reach their potential, how, like like you basically just got what Cleveland got. Like. They just got the last two little world picks, and, they, and these guys are pretty good, and they're young, and you're young, you know. So, so pairing them with, with, with the young guys that they already got, and Zach Levine, and also uh, Gorgie Dang, you know, they, they could be almost the Philadelphia 76ers of, of the West. Okay, okay, that's a good point. Very good point. What about you, Ken? What's your take on it? Um. The question was, do you think love will get moved, man, before the season starts? Sorry, man. I was only reading Michelle Beadle's tweets, man. I got caught up again. My bad. Uh, um, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think, you know, Simon Wiggins. Um, I think they're probably going to give them a chance to see what they got. I think they're really going to if, – if Cleveland is smart and if the reports are true that Love don't want to sign anywhere else but Cleveland, then uh, I, I think Cleveland kind of sort of has the upper hand here. And I think if they mm-hmm. play it out right, you know, they can, they can get Love on their terms, whether it's, you know, with a few trade pieces and keep Wiggins or in the offseason when he's a free agent. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think so too. I think, I think the longer the time goes, it favors uh, Cleveland if they want to make that move. I think Minnesota, the longer they wait, you know, the more, uh, the the less they'll get back for love. I mean, they've, they've, if what we're hearing is true, you know, there's some sweet deals on the table right now, you know. But and I don't know if they necessarily want to part ways and uh, or what they want to do. I don't. I'm not really sure what the ownership of of the T-Wolves have in mind. But I do know this much, you know, the deals, you know, as the season progresses, once you get into the season, the season progresses, 
the closer and closer you get to that uh, that trade deadline, the less and less value they have. I mean, uh, leverage they have, and you know they they will go to what you don't want to do if you're Minnesota is going to that trade deadline with the possibility of not getting anything for him and having him play out the whole the entire season in your uniform, but knowing that hey, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to we're not going to get anything for him, and that, that just for them as a franchise that just can't happen. Just can't happen. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Got about a little less than fifteen minutes left, so we've got time to get on and holler at us. Um, Donald Sterling's back in the news. Um, yesterday, it was uh, handed down from a judge that uh, Shelly Sterling, Donald Sterling's wife, was authorized to sell the team to former Microsoft owner, uh, excuse me, former Microsoft CEO. Steve Ballmer for $2 billion. Um, now, prior to this happening, earlier in the week, uh, Doc Rivers had told uh, one of the execs for the Clippers that if Sterling was the owner at the beginning of the season, he, was gonna, he, he, he wasn't going to coach. And he had had discussions with Chris Paul, and Chris Paul was leaning toward a boycott and not playing. Um, Ken, if you're Doc Rivers... And the season starts, and Donald Sterling is the head coach. Are you going to coach that team? Why or why not? I'm not coaching. You know, um, you got to take a stand, and and this is a chance to to take a stand. So no, I'm not coaching. I'm not coaching until that situation is resolved. And this is me. You know, this is my version of a modern day. You know. Um, Sit in or something along those lines where, mm-hmm. you know, it's a situation where you have an owner who throughout his past has clearly indicated that, that he doesn't care about minorities, whether they're black or, or whatever. You know, he just doesn't care about minorities or lower class or even that's below him, period. He, he just doesn't care. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not I didn't get another job. Can you bring it up? You fading out, man. Oh, I am. Okay, now yeah, you, you're, you're, you're Okay, go ahead. Up. All right, yeah. So no, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna work for the guy if he's still there. Nah, not me. Okay, okay, that's that's point taken right there. What about you, FIFO? Uh, if you're Doc Rivers, do you coach that team? Uh, because and. Even though this, and from what I was reading, even though this judge has made the sale legal, Donald Sterling still may file another lawsuit. Now, at this particular lawsuit, I don't know if it's going to block anything, but there's still a possibility that he could file another lawsuit. So my question to you, FIFO, would you coach this team? Well, in the verbiage of um, the ruling of the judge, it says that uh, – Donald Sterling can cannot block the sale. He he can't he can't extend the the sale time or anything like that. So okay. I think it's pretty much gonna go through. I think it's a done deal now. Um if I was docking and, and Donald Sterling was still there, uh I wouldn't coach either. Um, you know, just based on morality and, and you have to take a stand. Um, and, and and I think that, that that's a bold move. Uh, I I think Doc is pretty much a man of his word. I think that the situation did arise, um, and, and if he had to do that, I think he probably would do it. 
Um, and mainly because, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you know, shocking in this whole situation. You kind of not know, you know, like you didn't know about Donald Sterling before he got there. I didn't either, you know, so, but I wasn't the person interviewing for the head coaching position either. Um, and then how he kind of backed Shelly Sterling, uh, Sterling without really knowing her background as well. So, you know, I, I think that this would have been a firm position. I think he would have held it, and, and I think it was the right thing to do. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, you're the head man. You're the coach. You've got arguably a top three team in the West uh, that you can, and you're not that far away from a championship. Would you walk away from that if you're Doc Rivers and Donald Sterling is the the, the owner in in place at the time you know the season tips off next season? No, I'm getting my Muhammad Ali on, man. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing for what I believe. I'm not. Co- I'm not. I'm not. Um. I'm. I'm not. This is my. This is my Muhammad Ali chance, and I'm taking the full advantage of it. And I am not going to um come back and coach until until Donald Sterling is no longer a part of the Clippers organization at all. I mean, they wipe him clean. I'm back coaching. If he's still there, look, I'm taking a stand. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to be the head coach for the. But uh, one of the top three teams in the Western Conference. No, so, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. I, I, I'm, I, I got to agree. I'm taking advantage of my moment. <laughs> I got to agree, man. I think I would, I would draw a line in the sand and say, now I don't know what he, what would happen contractually if you know if Sterling could find him or something. I don't know. I don't know how that would work if he would get paid. I mean, I'm pretty sure Doc's got plenty of money. He's not, you know, living check to check. But um. But yeah, I, I I would do the same thing. I think at some point in time you got to draw a line in the sand. Hopefully, like FIFO said, if he can't block this final ruling that just happened yesterday, hopefully the sale will be able to go through. The NBA uh, Board of Governors will approve it, which I don't think will have any problem getting that done, and they can put this and Donald Sterling. And Donald Sterling's gonna make a ton of money from it. I mean, but he doesn't care about the money. He's as we mentioned on previous shows, he, he's going down swinging. And he is not going, and he will string it out for as long as he can, just to be a jerk about it. Um, like yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how how it all plays out. But um, I'm hopeful that it doesn't have to result in Doc Rivers or Chris Paul or DeAndre Jordan or any of the play, Blake Griffin, any of the players having to boycott games until he is removed. Uh six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the number to call. We got about eight minutes left. Um, hey Kyle. What's up? And what was about about the uh, Doc Rivers now, I know you say you know he's pretty much straight money. Plus if he mm-hmm. was to leave, I'm pretty sure it's a it's some organizations that would probably want to get him. You know, oh, of course. I'm, or you know, bring him in. Even not as a head coach, if there's no head coaching vacancies available, probably just bring him on for basketball operations. He, somebody oh, in the NBA will want, will want him. Man, to that, that, his Doc Rivers' phone will be ringing off yeah, the hook. Yeah. That that, so that goes Doc, without I'm saying. Doc Rivers, I'm, 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 I'm Doc Rivers. I'm like, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I'm like, hey, I'm out. You know, down to the parties, I'm out. I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? So hey, if 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 I can leave my if 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 Ali can leave boxing in this prime to stand up for what he believes in, I'm Doc Rivers. I'm leaving this team that's you know on the cusp of winning the NBA championship. So hey, I'm getting my Ali moment, and I'm loving it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, one last thing I want to throw out here before we get off there, man. Um, 
NFL season, I mean, excuse me, training camp is already here is upon us. Um, HBO's NFL Hard Knocks, uh, where they take you behind the scenes, get you in the locker room, in the, in the training room, on the field. You get to learn personalities of teams. Get a, 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 a very good in-depth look as far as what goes on with the NFL franchise during training camp. Uh, fortunately for us in this town, uh, our hometown Atlanta Falcons are being featured this year. FIFO, will you be watching the Atlanta Falcons HBO Hard Knocks? Yes, I will be. Um, I actually enjoy Hard Knocks. I think it's pretty cool. I, I'm always like a behind-the-scenes type of guy. So I think it's really interesting. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, I've always been hard on the Falcons. I still don't think that we have enough to, you know, uh, even win the division, really. You know, uh, just coming out and dominating. I don't know if we're, if we're that team, but... You know, I, I like Julio Jones. I, I, I like Roddy White. I like Matt Ryan. I, I like, you know, pretty much what we got going. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, like the direction that we go this year. You know, because being, you know, a 14 win team, I think, you know, two years ago to only winning four and, you know, having like a top five pick this year, kind of, you know, a drastic turnaround. So, you know, we have to come in to be great again. So I'm really interested to see. What about you, Ken? Falcons on Hard Knocks. Uh, unfortunately, Hard Knocks will be competing against Dead End Sports uh, for airtime. Um, of course, we don't care because we'll get the ratings. Um, <laughs> what will you be watching, Ken? Mm, all right, so, you know, I'm going to be honest. No, but um, but I may watch it because it is the hometown team, but Right now, my answer is no. I, I didn't know they were on the show. Uh, this is news to me. So I haven't made preparations to watch it. But uh, but I may turn in uh, just to see what they're talking about every once in a while. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Will, will you be checking it out? Falcons on Hard Knocks. Um, uh, I doubt it. I mean, I never really, I never really watched the previous Hard Knocks anyway. So, I mean, oh, okay. because that if, yeah, I, I never really, like, you know, if I, it's like if I'm searching through channels and I saw it was on, I might, like, watch it for a little bit, but I wasn't like, oh, man, Hard Knocks this year, I can't wait to watch it. Like, I've never just been, like, all up on it. Nah, I can't lie. If 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 I'd heard somebody Trey Lyons being on this season of Hard Knocks, yeah, <laughs> I would watch it. I would watch it because, you know, y'all know that's my team. So, yeah, right. but, I mean, just because Atlanta Falcons is on it, it's not really making me more inclined to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Atlanta Falcons, so it's like, you right. know, I haven't, I haven't watched the previous season, so why start now? Well, well the Falcons are going to bust that ass in London this year. You do know that, right? No, no they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, the, the Hard Knocks will air against our time. and It'll come on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll still be on the air. I'll DVR and watch it after our shows. Um, but it's it, like people, man. I, I'm, I'm behind the scenes. I, I like it. Uh, having played football, I think it gives you a very good look as to how things go into a training camp. Uh, I've never been to an NFL training camp, but it's very similar to you know a lot of stuff that we went through in college. Um, so I, that part of it always intrigues me. No matter the team I've watched each season, I think probably one of the more entertaining years was you know when they had the Cowboys on because the Cowboys had personalities. They had guys. They had you know Parcells and Momo and those kind of guys. Um, Jerry Jones. Um, the Falcons really don't have those kind of personalities, kind of wildish kind of guys. Um, but it, it, but every year they the the, the HBO T 
team, they, they do a very good job of picking um, rookies, trying to make the team. So you kind of get a chance to follow those stories, especially those rookies who are kind of on the fringe of whether or not they'll make the team. And um, I think those stories are always intriguing uh, because there's always, you know, five or six guys that, you know, make it that probably weren't going to make it. Um, and, and I think that's always it, it bodes well for TV. Uh, we're getting notification that we got about 90 seconds left. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We had a lot of people in the chat room, uh, a lot of people uh, hitting us up on Twitter. A lot of tweets were flying back and forth. We definitely appreciate the love. Uh, make sure, great like I said, when we finish it. What's that? Yeah, I saw some great tweets, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely some great tweets. Um, make sure that you check out our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, hit us up. YouTube.com yeah. backslash dead end sports. Uh, yeah. Biggest sports upsets. I think I was right. Ken and B and FIFA were wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, <stop laughs> but, but of course, they, they will tell you otherwise. Um, check out our website, deadendsports.com. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at dead end sports. Also, follow us individually as well. Um, hit us up on Facebook as well. We're on Facebook. Like our page. Become a fan of the page. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you support it. I also support Dead End Hip Hop as well. Um, as I mentioned, you can if you miss any parts of the show, you can check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes as well. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. So for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.